Hello and welcome to Setting the Skein. I'm Doug. I'm Elijah. And I'm back. <laughs> and Ben, Benjamin J. Tankersley and Tristan Q. Webb, sadly, are, are not here tonight. Uh, they, they managed to weasel their way out of the last week of Mystery Month plus a week. Um, but it's okay because we have myself, we have the great Elijah, and as always, we have our good friend, Mystery Mike. I've come back to torment you one final time, although I think we're only tormenting one person tonight. Yep, no, and- we're tormenting all of us. I've never seen this movie. Wait, what? <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I know nothing about I mean, I know that it exists. I just, I've never seen it. That's that's the biggest plot twist for me. I thought you had totally seen this movie. You recommended it. I thought Mike, have you seen it? I haven't seen this. This is about to be great. Okay. Mike, if if I could, could I please intro what movie we're watching today? I'll let you do that. But first, I just I just want to say that was utterly unplanned. This whole time I thought, okay, I'm Mystery Mike. I'm pulling the strings. We're going to all watch these movies. It's going to be great. Plot twist. You've just you've just damned us all to well, I'll just let you tell us what you've damned us to tonight. So listeners, in November of 2021, uh, a good fan, a faithful listener of the podcast, Haley Beach Vaughn, texted myself, Ben, Elijah and Tristan and said I finally watched the movie we're watching tonight and in a word it is disturbing and that text alone this text thread gave me the small inkling of an idea that panned out into mystery month because of this text conversation which lasts let me see which lasts approximately 14 text messages long this is the entire reason we've done this month yeah you know i'm i'm scratching every corner of my brain trying to remember what she texted us and i have no recollection well elijah my friend Haley beach vaughn said on november 20th 2021 Fellas, I finally watched Boss Baby Family Business. Man. And in a word, it is disturbing. Doug, first of all, why? Second of all, I never watched the original. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't either. It's going to be fantastic then, fellas. Because tonight we're watching, starring Alec Baldwin, James Marsden, Jeff freaking Goldblum, The Boss Baby 2, Family Business. I just don't have a reaction. I haven't had a reaction. And when I found this out, when I was told this, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to be in for. Because like you said, I haven't seen the other one. I haven't seen the other one. I know vaguely what happens. I figure Alec Baldwin is a baby. I think that's what happens. <laughs> I just can't fathom what about this is going to be just dis- like, well, I guess we'll find out. I don't know. How are you feeling, Elijah? 
Doug, um, you got me good because had I known we were going to do this movie, I would have asked to be off this week, but I'm in this now. <laughs> well, I'll go out and tell you some of the things that, hey, so I've never seen this. Ben's never seen it. Tristan's never seen it. But Ben and Tristan kind of defended the first movie. Um, okay. These are some of the things that Haley Beach Vaughn has encouraged us to keep an eye out for. Be, be real keen viewers of this movie. Um, there is a 15-second scene of the characters giving each other purple nurples. Um, <clears throat> 25 minutes into it, it's all downhill from there. And to keep account of how many times they say the word daddy, because at 25 minutes in, Haley had counted 13 occurrences of the word daddy. I'm so ready. I I'm so you put I, us on a collision course with destiny and neither i nor elijah want anything to do with it but i guess we're about i to. just i just love the fact that we started off mystery month so when i pitched mystery month i was like all right well we're all probably gonna do like really weird movies then pitches dora <laughs> then then we have which i mean it's fine it's like a nice middle of the road weird kind of movie then we get et then we get Winnie the freaking Pooh and uh, then Perks of Being Wallflower. And when I when I realized that I was gonna be going glass, the amount of sheer glee that I felt at knowing that I I get to subject the rest of us to this. It I'm was always going to be last. Every movie we've done except Perks for this section uh, is marketed for kids. I did not expect that. That's a really good point. I haven't even thought about it that way. We that really, is a good point. We really went out there we, with this one. <laughs> we did. We did missed like, hey, everybody, choose a movie to surprise everybody with. And everybody said, all right, time for children's movies. And what's, what's really funny, what's really funny is that, so when we did the original, so we did an episode on The Boss Baby 1, back in the early days of some jerks i think it's actually episode two oh, i think wow. episode two of some jerks hold on let me let me clarify that just that sounds for... right to me i um was not around then yeah and episode i wasn't two around of the boss baby had no desire yeah that was back when this was just the pipe dream of ben and doug but i had no desire to see that movie i've made it back May 29th, 2018, um, we did The Boss Baby, and I feel like that was the episode where I got, I, I had my first big spiel about how kids' movies deserve better writing. Um, I think it was the first episode that Tristan was on. We, reco we recorded it uh, at Tristan's old apartment. We watched it at Mandyland. Um, Wow, a lot has happened in four years. Um, oh, now here we remain. <laughs> now, fellas, now we get to we get to watch the sequel. I should also say, none of us have seen the TV show either. There's a okay. <laughs> Why? I I just wow, you've really summated this, Doug. This is a full circle moment. This is beautiful, and how absolutely uninterested i am in this and how terrible this is most likely going to be 
Let me. You know, I'm see. here for it though. I my heart is what? open for the boss baby. What what kind of ratings are we looking at? Okay, we're looking at a five point nine out of ten on the IMDb. Uh, uh, we get we get a review from Voodoo from Walmart streaming service four point six out of five. Wow! And then Very we come good. right back down with the forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But, but then we go up again with an eighty five percent on Google. So, that all concerns me because the movies that are like at 10% are usually way more fun than the movies at 50%. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, let's let's just get into it. I just let's rip this band-aid off. Let's let's go out with a bang. <laughs> all right. Let's I guess we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> All right, well, we watched that movie. Um, oh boy! And Doug, everybody's wondering. I know. I know. We're all curious. Approximately speaking, we had thirty-five daddies in this movie. Um, thirty-five mentions of the word "daddy." Um, yeah. Did, um, did you also keep a Sayonara count? Because they said that a lot. <laughs> I did not keep that count. I was not ready for that count. There was a I was lot still, of Sinars. I was still reeling from the combination of 35 daddies and also uh, <laughs> still just the fact that Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum in this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm reeling from a couple things in this movie. Oh, we were supposed to look out for 15 seconds of purple nipples. Oh, don't worry. Oh. I saw it. Yeah, I saw we, it. We saw that for sure. The, the man that came on screen, I thought, Okay, well, here we go. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the whole thing was a fever dream. Um, if you haven't <laughs> oh. seen that movie and you're still listening, I, I, this is just going to be coping for the next there's, rest of this. There's, there's also a full scene of Alec Baldwin Frenching a horse, which is really... Oh, why'd you remind me? Something. There's a Shawshank reference. Yeah, there is some weird stuff that they threw in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what was this? What was it? I? I guess D- Doug, tell us tell us a little bit about this movie. Let's just get into it. Okay, so I kind of said uh, most of this beforehand, but I'll just recap it. So we watched the Boss Baby Family Business or the Boss Baby Two. If you look up either of those on the old Google, it'll bring you to the same page. Uh, ratings wise, had a five point nine out of ten on Imdba, a four point six out of five on Voodoo, a forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and eighty five percent on the Google. Casts included Alec Baldwin, James Marsden, Jeff Goldblum, Eva Longoria, Amy Sedaris, and a couple other people. Um, and Ariana Greenblatt. Uh, she played Tabitha. She was good. Um, and Jimmy Kimmel. I saw that. Wait, Jimmy Kimmel? He's the, he's the, now he's the grandfather. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> um, directed by Tom McGrath, who I feel like we've, I I don't want to look at his director page, but I feel like we've talked about him before. Hold on, let me see. That does sound familiar. Tom McGrath. Okay, yeah, he was one of the uh, co-writers slash directors of all the Madagascar movies. Um, yeah, Tom McGrath. And then we have our box office information. 
So this movie was made on a budget of 82, holy crap, $82 million to make this movie. And it grossed $146 million. So not to the caliber of Academy Award nominated The Boss Baby, but still a success. People made this movie with money and then saw it with more money. People made this movie with a lot of money. With a lot of money. Honestly, from an animation perspective alone, you can see the eighty-two million dollars. I, I can, I could see it. I just could have gone my whole life without seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that about sums it up. This was um okay. I guess I guess it's not the best thing to start off with, but it could have been worse. It yeah, just wasn't good. <laughs> also, yeah. That sums up really well, I think, how all three of us feel about this movie. Because we went into it expecting it to be one of the worst things we've ever seen. And we've seen a lot worse. Yeah, we've, we've definitely seen a lot worse than but this. But also, I never want to watch this movie again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Like, like here's, here's the thing. So... I never want to see this movie again. I never do. <laughs> But considering the fact that when we recorded the original episode, when Ben, Tristan, and I recorded episode two of Some Jerks, and I gave the movie a a negative three, this was before Bad Scale and back when we had really confusing scores, Um, back when I gave it a negative three, I still, I've never seen The Boss Baby again, and I never will, but I feel like I enjoyed this movie more than the first one, but that's not to say that I ever want to see this movie again because I never do. The these movies, both of these movies. I mean, I'm loop. I'm I'm going to put it in the first one with this category, even though I've never seen it. But I feel like I could speak authoritatively on it because it's the friggin' it's the boss baby. So these movies feel like somebody approved the concept, the boss baby, and and a bunch of talented people were handed an un an unproducible, intractable premise, and they had to do the best they could. And this really does feel like they tried their darndest to sell the boss baby, but at the end of the day, you're not selling anything that can be sold. It's just not possible. Like, it would get towards moments of, like, decency. Like, they'd have, like, heartwarming family moments, or they'd have, like, a funny gag here and there. But at the end of the day, the soul of this movie is corrupted in a way that cannot be fixed with comedy or $80 million of animation. It's just there not is, possible. There is a sickness present in this movie that can only be cured by it not existing. And since it, pro- since it chooses to exist, the sickness persists. It's, it's just like they were begging. They're like, please, can we remove the Alec Baldwin as a baby part? And they said, no. That is well, the only well, part that you cannot change. Even in this movie. They were like, he's an adult now. And they said, make him a baby for most of the movie. <laughs> it's the requirement of the boss baby. Well, well, literally, the best part of this movie is when Alec Baldwin's not in it and when there's nothing to do with the rest of the plot happening. <laughs> Like I think, I think arguably we can all agree the best part of this movie, with the exception of the actual best part of this movie, um, 
is uh we'll talk about what the actual best part of the movie is in just a second but um but the best part of the movie the most enjoyable part to watch is the scenes that don't involve Alec Baldwin or the plot at all yeah like when he's like trying to teach his daughter how to play guitar and stuff it kind of felt like we just we're not watching the boss baby family business we're just watching like a decent to like okay animated film it's like okay we're getting there that's cute yeah, and it was then like, Alec Baldwin is there as a baby. <laughs> I think we need to go ahead and talk about the actual best part of the movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Tell us why it is, Elijah. That's tell us why the, it is. You know, it's the three or four seconds of the movie that's actually Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> yeah, I, I, bet, I bet you didn't know, listeners, that this movie actually is a double feature. It's a <laughs> double feature with uh, the, what is it, like, 2000 1999 movie spirit um it just completely or, cuts to it they, they justify the gag later but it literally is just it's frames of the boss baby and then it just slides into spirit you know what it reminds me of now. it reminds me of in the disney movie chicken little throwback to that movie <laughs> but in chicken little they do the exact same gag only they show a couple seconds of Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, yeah. I mean, there's oh, yeah, a lot yeah. Of movies that, there's a lot of movies that do this. Oh, it's a yeah. really pedantic joke, but it's so real. It's like, okay, yeah. You, I mean, it's a joke. You told it. There, there are worse jokes. For telling a joke. <laughs> there are certainly worse jokes you could do. It's just certainly the amount- worse jokes. The amount of effort people put in. Jimmy Kimmel had to take time out of his day, walk out of the set of the late night show, whatever whatever the heck he, he does on the late night show, and go to a booth and give his voice to this. You had Eva Longoria did this. You had Alec Baldwin, but he signed up for it. I, I, maybe this was his idea. Maybe we could blame him for this. I don't know. And like Hans Zimmer, who as of the time of this recording, pretty much just won the Academy Award for Best Score for Dune, um, does the music for this. And I'm just imagining this guy's done, like, so much in his career. He's done The Dark Knight. He walks into a room. He's like, what am I scoring today? And they're like, the boss baby, family business. <laughs> and he does uh, fine. Uh, honestly, like, I, I have that written down as something to talk about the music. It was pretty good, and it just makes me more mad. It doesn't make the movie better. It just upsets me. This entire thing is upsetting. Yeah, it's... Mike, you said a few minutes ago, but it's... There are moments of this movie where you can clearly see where competent people said, I want to try and make art. I want to try and make a film. But DreamWorks had them handcuffed to their desk and said, no, you make Boss Baby 2 now. Uh, (laughs) Jeffrey Katzenberg standing over there like, no, that's not the way we're going to do it. I don't know how Jeffrey Katzenberg talks, but that's not the way we're going to do it, my friend. We're going to make the Boss Baby Part (laughs) 2. I'm Katzenberg. Jeff Katzenberg. A frequent listener. <laughs> I mean, I respect, I respect a man who can listen to criticism like that. So you know, hats off to him. Yeah, I mean, go Jeffrey. Quibi, Quibi was terrible. Just saying, buddy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I, I guess 
uh, it's hard to talk about this movie because we were talking about before we even started it's like what is there to say um oh uh, going off that it could have been worse so like if you haven't seen this movie don't but if you're still listening the whole thing is kind of predicated around the first of all it's weird they do a time skip 30 years even though it it doesn't look like the future at all it's like we're frozen in like 2006 (laughs) america and so it's like 30 years or whatever past the original boss baby so we have them as adults so alec baldwin starts this movie as an adult but that simply won't do so within 10 minutes they're both kids again because they need to be kids to do the mission and you know in order to get them back in the past only they're not in the past they're just de-aging but in order to get them there, uh, let's play Richard O'Brien's The Time War. Yeah. Let's uh, listen to the Rocky Time Horror War. Picture Show. <laughs> let's, let's just play that. That'd be fun. And Add all that to joking. the list of things this movie references that no kid is going to understand. I, I just, but, but nevertheless, they have them all as kids. And you have this whole thing where you have the adult who is now a kid and he's going to school with his daughter. And now they're both like six years old together. And you know what? They could have gotten a lot weirder with it. They could have went full back to the future. And honestly, I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past the sadistic SOBs that greenlit the boss baby too to do that. (laughs) I really wouldn't. (laughs) The fact that they didn't, they kept it real sweet and wholesome. (laughs) Just just so I was so tense the whole time. I was like, when's the other shoe dropping? When are we getting the weird incest jokes? (laughs) Just so everyone is clear on the caliber of movie that we're watching, uh, there there was never a moment where I was like, where I was like, okay, so we're definitely in the clear. They're definitely not going to make a joke about the dad falling for his daughter or his daughter falling for him. We're, we're not going to make that joke. There was never a moment until the end credits where I was like, okay, they're not making that joke. I'm still not convinced they, they didn't make the joke at the very end of the after credits, but you know, I shut off the stream the second the movie ended because I needed more time to live. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. let me see. Let me see if the it. Boss Baby 2 has an after credit scene. Oh no, please. <laughs> there's enough Boss Baby to go around. Apparently, there's four seasons of a television show. There is enough Boss Baby in this world. <laughs> we have too much, I would argue, Boss Baby in this world. Well, Apparently, there is no after credit scene. Good. Good. Maybe two. That's, that's a sweet mercy. <laughs> it is a sweet mercy in a cruel and indifferent world that has given us not one or two boss babies, but a four season four television Four seasons show. of a TV show. <laughs> Doug, why are we here? Why? I know why. I'm just... Uh... Anyway. You're not mad. You're just disappointed. I'm just, I'm just incredulous. Jeff Goldblum is in the movie and he acts like Jeff Goldblum, but he's also a baby. All right. <laughs> and he, go ahead, Elijah. He had a um he had a nice villain plot twist scene that reminded me of the one from the Scooby-Doo live action movie. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I do know what they, you're talking about. They had to peel back the villain and lo and behold, it's Scrappy Doo in there. And uh, that's what happens with Jeff Goldblum's character. He turns out to be a baby in an adult suit. It was a little convoluted. I had to like follow the plot line because I didn't see the first movie and I don't care to. But so you had Baby Corps, which as I understand is vested in the interest of protecting babies. 
Correct. And they have to stop them from getting replaced by like dogs and cats and stuff. Correct. But, once again. Yeah. But we have Jeff Goldblum, who is like a sort of a natal. Uh, a baby uh, nationalist, if you will. Yeah. He's yeah. a baby nationalist. Baby fascist. So he's trying to make baby superiority. So I was kind of confused at the internal structure. Like we didn't have all these scenes at baby core. What am I talking about? Or we didn't have all of these scenes. <laughs> They didn't have all these scenes at Baby Corps where they're like debating whether or not the actions of the Jeff Goldblum baby are like morally reprehensible or not. Like, I feel like that should have come into play if we're really going down this rabbit hole. There should have been a baby tribunal. Yeah, it's like I could see Baby Corps getting behind some of these actions, but we're just like Baby Corps is basically not here. I don't think anyone says anything at Baby Corps that is not uh, Tim's daughter, uh, Tina. Baby Corps just just in the background, and I'm like, you guys are 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 an international corporation that has a vested interest in this sort of of this sort of thing. So what's Where going on? At? Where are you at? What Where is your are the opinion? Voices of Baby Corps. Why has a Baby Corps issued a statement about the egregious actions of the Jeff Goldblum baby? <laughs> so true. I demand. True words you know what have never been said. Silence is complicit in the, in, in this case. I just. <laughs> Um, why is this a thing oh, okay Sorry. i just find it so so okay so when we got off when we finished up the movie mike told me like like i do feel like boss baby one is required viewing and i said i guess no, i don't think so and you just said that and i said oh yeah that's right there's so much boss baby lore <laughs> that because i have been because i was subjected to the first movie and now i've chosen to subject y'all to this movie I now have two films worth of Boss Baby lore in my head. Yeah, I could, I could hold such such more, so much more important information up there. I, I had so many questions. I I don't care for the answer to. Like, how does one become a Boss Baby? Are all the babies stupid? Do you become bossified? How does any of this work? Also, don't answer. I don't care. I don't well, care. Well. It's all revealed. It actually is all revealed at Boss Baby One. Um, I'm glad to know the answers are out there, but I can sleep <laughs> soundly tonight without ever knowing. They're not questions you ever wanted yeah. to have. Heard that. I'm just going to trust all the lore is really tight, you know, like airtight. Like yeah. Lord of the Rings level tight. There's, there's a story Bible somewhere in the headquarters of, of Jeffrey Katzenberg. He keeps it locked up. It's the official canonized and he lore. just says we're gonna make boss baby season five wait five uh, years we'll make boss baby part three then the wait third... till the i mean the fans come out of the woodworks though talking about how the the tv series contradicts the canon of the movies and stuff it's like a whole big thing they're like the star wars fandom i mean yeah. boss baby boss baby look here's the pitch for boss baby three because you know old jeff cats has already has already pitched this one. So here's the pitch. Alec Baldwin's on his deathbed. <laughs> the cruel, the cruel touch of death itself is waiting beside his bed. And as he takes his final breath and falls off the mortal coil, all of a sudden a pacifier is shoved into his face and he is returned to the state of boss babydom. Um I yeah. just the, and that the, continues so that he's immortal. Yeah. This this movie has a living toy clock thing in it. 
it is also never addressed. And I know at first they're trying to sell it like, oh, it's just Tim's freaking imagination thing. But the toy does a bunch of things that, that, that that's not true. I that present to you sense. one of the gripes that I had about the first movie because that character's in the first movie too. I, and, I, I, I hope. And Ben and uh, Ben and Tristan both said, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It is. It is. It's, it's dumb it's writing. A, it's a it's a fever dream. It's just it just adds to the experience of this movie, which is like like slowly shaking you into submission until like everything in your brain kind of turns into liquefied gray matter and like kind of melts out. That's what this is. Which this is just an assault. Oddly enough, senses. I think is what Jeff Goldblum baby was going for. I that get was the his sense. Evil plan. Yeah, you know, either there he was trying to get more people to uh, find their apartments on apartments.com. <laughs> Because that is the thing, listeners. For some strange reason, Jeff Goldblum sounding like Jeff Goldblum in this movie really just sounds like Jeff Goldblum in an Apartments.com ad. I mean... Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, I'm not complaining because we love Jeff Goldblum, but it is weird. Like, we're we're not going to act like that's not weird as all get out. It's weird. I mean, there's so many little things we can nitpick. They blow up a town in this movie. They just blow up a town. And it's just, it's over. It's over. And we don't talk about how we destroyed a town. They turn around and it explodes. And they go, that's cool. Let's go to school. It's just so, it's endless. This, this, is, this is layers. There are layers to this that I don't want to peel. And there's and a also, dense, yeah, a dense ahead. evil going on in this movie um, because baby core is nowhere to be found. Their voice is not heard. Meanwhile, Jeff Goldbaby is running a Montessori school of cruelty and training babies to, to overthrow their parents. And it's just anarchy. Like, the, like Tina is a horrible ba- a boss baby. She didn't tell her supervisors about the imminent threat to the end of the world. She 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 was going to, and then she said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm Amy Sedaris, and I do believe that I can fix my family. I will insist. This is the titular family business. That's right. Alluded to in the subtitle. She throws her dad and uncle into a Lindsay Lohan movie from the 2000s and says, now reconcile. Yeah, and at the end, she's like, plot twist, my mission was to get you two to bond. Right. Did it hey, really have to be... Full, dis- full disclosure, um, that made me dislike the movie way more than I already disliked it. I know! It doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're trying to get them to bond, was that really the... Sim- was, that the was that the shortest point from A to B? Was that the, <laughs> was that the straightest line you could draw? Also, let's, with let's that logic... Jeff Goldblum, baby. With that logic, it means that she employed Jeff Goldblum, baby um she's the arbiter of all of your pain she founded the montessori school to use a marvel reference for all you for all you hip kids out there um she is the phone call that sharon stone get or sharon carter gets at the end of captain of falcon and the winter soldier yeah she is the phone call it's it's a whole lot and i think elijah just mentioned the other thing that was funny is there's just a Montessori school and it's just the bad, the bad place. That's it's, it's just Montessori school. It's I feel like some of it had to have been 
intentional satire, you know? I think some so. It, yeah, some of it was really like, how can we make fun of this? People are not doing as much as they could to make fun of Montessori schools. What can we do about that? <laughs> Whoever Jeffrey wrote Katzenberg, this movie. Jeffrey Katzenberg really said, all right, fellas. Excuse me. All right, fellas. <laughs> I just got a hankering for a quick jab at the Montessori <laughs> school system. Can we do that in Boss Baby 2? <laughs> Family business. A quick 40-minute jab at the Montessori school system. Because I may or may not have uh, dated a girl back in college who went to a Montessori school, and she broke my heart. And I have a very deep-seated vendetta. Oh, man. That's where it started, Montessori school. It started here. This was the root. Um. Yeah, I, like, okay. I, I like the lore that Jeffrey Katzenberg's anger is not placed still at the Walt Disney Company, but at like his girlfriend. And like he just has to make Boss Baby too. It's like, and then you got Tom McGrath in the background going, Oh, Mr. Katzenberg, Mr. Katzenberg, I don't know that we could do that. Tom, I want a whole movie that takes aim at the Montessori school system, Tom, or I will roast your flesh over an open <laughs> fire until the end of time. Montessori schools are teaching our kids Mandarin and evil, and it's time somebody addressed it. And agnosticism. <laughs> oh, that was great. There, yeah, there, was, there were a couple of moments in this movie where the comedy really landed um that was one of them i like the little bits about they, they kind of played up the the inherent liberalism of montessori schools without going too far into the weeds of like all that stuff like they had the whole song where they were like global warming is your fault and we're all dying which felt like a very montessori school kind of thing to do and then yeah they were, they were showcasing all the religions of the world which kind of bold for boss baby family business but they cut over yeah like they say jesus openly normally we don't do we don't do stuff like that kids movies but they just cut over to the agnostic and it's just this one kid blowing a bubble and then we just go back to some other religion i did find that funny that was incredibly funny they also like their school's version of timeout feels very like let's make fun of these liberal schools listening to the song sail away and, the, and there was like uh incense and stuff incense burning yeah and they just like they've got like the sound of the ocean <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like that. that time out quarter did give rise to one of our favorite jokes uh <laughs> yeah. throughout all of mystery month uh the return of the sluice gate somebody <laughs> quick dora and the lost gate. city of gold really going full circle with this one because yeah they're almost drowning but if they had dora there she would have told told them about the sluice gate and as we all know the sluice gate was the real sluice gate or the friends we made along the way oh he said it oh and like they had to get bailed out by a, a pony named precious which has not come up in this review because who cares who well really cares? i mean i kind of brought up precious because i mean as say previously Alec Baldwin Frenches the horse. There is that. There is. We we could have gone this whole podcast without you saying that a second time, Doug. But you know what? That's fine. That's you can. <laughs> it's a free country, I guess. It's okay. We could have gone our whole review of Band Slam without me 
uh, divulging my theory on Lisa Kudrow's No, you know what we could have done, Doug, is we could have watched a movie that you've already seen before for this. We didn't have to watch The Boss Baby Family Business. But Mike, where's the fun of that? We would have never known. It's not here. We would have never known that children were being shown, were being given Shawshank Redemption and the Great Escape uh, references before their time. There's also Lord of the Rings references in here. Yeah. And a Chucky reference. There's a lot of references. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Good stuff. Uh, A little bit of Adam's family with that one creepy girl. No, I was going more child's play with her. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. I was going more like Chucky. If Chucky and Wednesday Adams married, that would probably Yeah, half, like this this movie's comedy is weird because like half of it is just not their comedy. It's just comedy like cobbled together from other things. Like where they didn't try. And they're like, that that worked in that movie. That works in this movie. And then some of it's just, eh, and doesn't land very well. But, like, every once in a while, it'll hit. And it'll hit really hard. And, like, my thought isn't, man, this movie's not that bad. My thought is, man, they hired someone that was pretty good. And he slipped in, a, he or she slipped in a, a real good joke in there. Just just kind of squo- like, like squeezed it in there. They, they fought for it. Like, uh, Jeff Goldblum baby jumping and then just absolutely splattering across the ground <laughs> violently. <laughs> Just little things like that, you know, they tried. Yeah. They really tried to, oh, man. Well, that was- The boss baby, man. That was the boss baby, family business. And I hope that's that's the longest I'll ever have to talk about it ever again. Well, speaking of talking about it, I think it's perfectly uh, acceptable if we go on and score this sucker. Let's do it. I agree. Mike, I'll tell you what, man. Start what? us off. Uh, 31. I, I have no pretense. I have no, I have nothing else. I look with 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 a 31, I feel like I I didn't want to give it like a two or like a seven or like like the, the, there was worse. A lot worse could have happened. I reserved those 30 points for that. And then the one just because Jeff Goldblum splattering was kind of hilarious. Otherwise. <laughs> This is bad. This is very bad. I don't want it. 31. Yeah, 44. I never want to see this again, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Well, it's really bad when that's what your movie's got credit for. Well, I'll cut it down the middle, and I'll say one of my favorite scores to just give a movie because it's the number that comes up. 37. I will give it a 37. Um, wow. Why? Because the Kevin Smith movie Clerks has the line 37. Um, it's a very. Go on, give me, go on, give me the T up. Yeah, that's a very pressing number that you gave it because when you plug all those numbers into our patented scorometer, you end up with a. Forget about that. Yep. Well, you get all that, and then you get a 37.33 repeating. That's where the Boss Baby family business has ended up in our hearts and in our lives. May it vacate both as quickly as possible. Heard and that. listeners, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, um, Doug, uh, you said that you enjoyed this movie more than the first one, but you gave the Boss Baby one a negative three. You know what? You can go die in a hole. People change. 
It's been a long time. (laughs) If you'll go back and listen to our previous episode, Perks of Being a Wallflower, I distinctly point out the fact that people can change. Oh, man. You know, what an interesting, strange note to end Mystery Month on. You know what? (laughs) But it was a fun month. And a week. It was And a week. I had a, I had a great time with it. I, I I have enjoyed spending this time with you guys, um, Ben and Tristan. Uh, I guess not with you guys. You have abandoned yeah. us, but you know, <laughs> that was. And- it's been a time. I got to show you guys a movie I love. Doug got to hurt my feelings. We all got to do different things. Yeah, I got to um, throw in the most wholesome G-rated thing we've ever done. It was it was yeah. a lovely time. I had a great time. <laughs> Wasn't with, it like a Zen moment? I know this is not that episode, but it was should, Zenful. It hey, was listen. very yeah. It was very much so that when next time you're just feeling stressed, you got to, you got those back muscles tightening up. Just watch Winnie the Pooh. I'm telling you, that's that's like your that's your eye bleach for when you've seen the Boss Baby Family business. You're like, <laughs> I just I just need. I just need the the back and forth jokes when they're in the hole. And I just need Piglet cutting up <laughs> that rope. Can you tie a knot? Not. I cannot. <laughs> you cannot not. Who's there? Ooh. Kills me. Oh my god. Uh, um, so, that, so we had a we had a strong open with Dora, which is better than I thought. We had E.T., yeah. which was incredible. And I'm glad you all finally recognized its greatness. Perfect had, movie. It's, it's it's great we got a hundred out of it thanks i loved it um yeah we had winnie the pooh we had perks of being a wallflower which is which was um it was a web web movie as web said and then we had this thing um then we ended here but it's been a pleasure an absolute pleasure to be your mystery michael for the past month and a week and i'm excited to see if we ever do this again <laughs> i I think we have to because this is just fun. It was fun. This is a really good time. I enjoyed it greatly, uh, except for this part. But <laughs> uh, no, I you know I enjoyed this part too. How how many times yeah. do you just have to watch the Boss Baby Family Business? Only once. Only. Hey Mike, Mike, hey. you got it out of the way. You never have to watch this movie again. I didn't know I needed to, but now it's out of the way forever, and I like that. Oh, man. Doug, you tell the people where they can find us. (laughs) I'm glad you asked, Mike. Um, Folks, you can find us on all social media, Viter Media. Uh, We have new episodes of Saying Skin coming out every Wednesday. Um, Next time we do a theme month, who knows? It may be another mystery month. We may get our boy Mystery Mike back up in here. Um, Or you might have to wait till October to find our our next theme month. Because, yes... I did already plan our schedule for October. Um, That's going to be a great time. Uh, Keep up with our boy, Mystery Mike, uh, over at his podcast, Grizzly History, uh, where you can find a former, another guest of the show, uh, Graham Parker over there. Uh, They've got good stuff coming out. Um, Great history podcasts, great suspenseful stuff. And Graham, I mean, I got to say, his sultry voice that he just rocks and rolls. It's intense. It's, it's yeah. very different than this podcast. We, we do very about different. this. <laughs> and that's a little heavier, but yeah. Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, Elijah, do you just have any final thoughts to give us as we close out Mystery Month? Um, you know, he took off his glasses. <laughs> the, the United States never lost a war until they stopped <laughs> using donkeys. <laughs> I, uh, is that where you're gonna leave it? I can't think of a better way to end. Hey, oh, just I'm think about it. Just take that home and think about it. <laughs> well, friends, for all of us here at Sagan the Skein at Vider Media, I'm Doug. I'm Elijah, and I'm Michael. And this has been Setting the Skein Mystery Month. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>